You're listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez-Clary. Presented by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back into the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick and Rico hanging out with you guys. We uh, go ahead and head over to the Honda Lincoln Hotline where we're joined by our usual, our regular guest, Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska, just on a different day. Steve, how's it going, man? What's up? I'm doing great, Nick. Thanks for having me. Um, okay, so here's – we got a text. We were having the conversation uh, in the first segment of player development, Steve, because uh-huh. – Hold on. Was, before we get into this, I remembered. Ahead. I just remembered. Steve, I have a very important question for mm-hmm. you that has absolutely nothing to do with sports. Okay. Red Panda, washed or not? Oh, uh, washed. Bingo. Steve, we can't cut Steve off. <laughs> I'm going to hang up Steve on him. Off. But see, what's good, Rico, is Steve and I had this conversation last week at the Husker basketball yeah, game. Yeah, I know so you we're did. Okay. You but, implanted yeah. it into his it's brain. One of those, it's one of those things where, um, like, I, like, the first maybe four or five times that I saw her, it was impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, but then after that, it's just, you know, like, oh, she's doing it again. Like, oh, you know. <laughs> that's like, that's like, exactly no, no, like, no. I, that's like I saying. They're all over the country as well on social media. So it's mm-hmm. one of those things where it's like, oh, she's at it again. No, right, that's. I'm, I'm going to keep on scrolling. That's so. like saying, oh, LeBron dunked the ball again. Oh, Dirk hit another fadeaway. Oh, no, Mike Trout hit another home run. No, it's it's amazing every time you see it. Uh, yeah, I, I know where you're coming from, Rico. I'm, I'm just going to have to disagree with The, the LeBron <laughs> dunks does, does do not excite me. I'm entertainers, I guess. Oh look, Steph hit another you know forty-eight foot three-pointer. Like, what are we doing? That doesn't happen that yeah, often. We're, we're becoming we're, we're becoming conditioned to greatness, right? Mm-hmm. You guys yeah. disgust me. Just like this radio show, right, Steve? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> Good answer. You can stay on the line. Oh, there we okay. Go. <laughs> so we're we're joined by Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska. We're we're talking about player development, um, because I don't know if you saw Joel Klatt's tweet. Basically, long story short, there's only one five-star recruit going to the Big Ten Conference, and it's to Ohio State and Brandon Innes, who, who around, according to multiple sites, is in the 30 overall recruit ranking range or so. Um, it, it really shows that the Big Ten is, is fully a developmental league. And Nebraska, obviously, I got texted at on the, the Sarder Heyman text line saying Nick's going after Frost again. But it's because we just got out of a, a four-and-a-half-year period where there was some of the worst player development that we've seen. Yeah. Um, I mean, I completely agree with you that when I when I hear that where there's only one five star um that's that's committed to a Big Ten school, that just speaks to like you said, Nick, it, the the conference as a whole being a developmental league. And you're absolutely right when, when I don't you know, when I look at Scott Frost's tenure here uh in Lincoln, I'm not gonna like look at him as a, a, a good developmental program. It wasn't a good developmental program, so I don't really know uh what that texter is uh really saying. But um yeah, I mean <laughs> To win in the Big Ten, and you know when you're looking at when you're watching at Big Ten games late in the season, important games, really good teams, you're not seeing um, maybe just like hot shot five star young young players. Maybe you maybe you will at Ohio State, but they're a juggernaut. They're they're they stand by themselves in this in this conference. Um, when you look at when you look at everybody else, it's it's older guys, it's fourth, fifth, sixth year guys at some points where where the, the money is at, really. So mm-hmm. I, I just think of, 
of the Big Ten. I mean, it's not shocking to hear that stat where there's only one five-star um, playing in the com- uh, committed to the conference, but I mean, that's just never, I don't think that's what the Big Ten is. The Big Ten is a tough, rugged uh, conference, and, you know, young 18-, 19-year-old kids don't really excel in the Big Ten. It's it's the grown men, the 23-24 guys who do well here. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's just the, who the conference is and, and what what I think the conference is going to continue to be doing. Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska joins us here on the Happy Hour. Speaking of, of commitments and signees, signing days tomorrow. We'll hear from Matt Rule around 1.45 p.m., as I believe, when they, they said that uh, Matt Rule will, will address the media and Husker Nation. How do you feel like Nebraska's kind of closed out this this recruiting class? Because uh, thoughts were high and emotions were high towards the early signing day period about what the staff has been able to do, but now we have another month and a half or so underneath our belt since that early signing day. I mean, how do we feel? um, What's the vibe around this staff on the recruiting trail? Oh, I think it's been uh, pretty good considering that they got such a late start on it and um, just kind of... Um, going around the country and trying to um, pick up guys who they think that they can develop. Again, we're talking about being a developmental program, and I think uh, Matt Rule is is really kind of banking on on his ability and his staff's ability to take some of these maybe under overlooked, under recruited guys who who might um, like like we've all said before, maybe someone has game changing um, impact speed and maybe they need to be developed elsewhere in their game. And I think that rule is definitely okay uh, with taking guys like that. So I think, um, you know, considering when they were hired and when they hit the when they hit the ground running, I think it was really impressive of Matt Rule and this staff. I mean, at Rivals.com, they are 20, they're, they're number 24th in the recruiting rankings right now with 27 total guys, 26 of them being high schoolers, plus the junior college commit and Kai Wallen, who's an interesting guy. So, I, I'm I'm impressed for sure. I'm uh, curious to see what um, hear what other people say. Um, so I don't know. I I, I just kind of look up I'll look up and down the the commitment list, and I see a lot of really interesting prospects um, that you know with with Corey Corey Campbell, the new strength and conditioning coach at Nebraska. Once once he get his gets his hands on these guys in a couple of seasons, um, it, it's going to be really interesting to watch where everybody's at. I know. Some people don't maybe want to wait that long, but I, um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think it'd be all right uh, just to maybe realize where the program is at and realize that uh, Matt Rule and his and his um, past at Temple and Baylor, it's usually been the second season where you start to see real progress, and then the third season is when um, things really start to shape up and and um, heads start to turn. So uh, I, I, I don't know. I've, I've really um, enjoyed covering. Matt Rule and his his work on the and his staff's work on the recruiting trail, and I've been impressed with it myself. Talking about the recruiting recruiting trail and signing day tomorrow, they have four commits that will be signing tomorrow with Nebraska. Is there anybody that maybe that we're waiting for a decision to be made, maybe a surprise signing tomorrow? Yeah, not not so much. Uh, maybe a surprise if you've been following along, but DeAndre Barnes, a 2023 um, defensive back, wide receiver out of. Uh, Jesuit uh, Regis Jesuit High School in Aurora, Colorado, is one to keep an eye on. From, um, in in my opinion, I I think he's a really um, kind of interesting prospect. Again, he, he kind of fits the Matt Rule um, mold here, where he was uh, pretty under recruited. I think he's around six foot, 175 pounds. He started as a safety this past season, um, and, and he's really fast. He won the uh, Colorado 
state 200 meter dash um, as a sophomore in high school and came in third that same season in the 100 meter dash. Uh, so um, really, really interesting prospect, another speed demon on, on the track um, who, who maybe um, needs to be developed in other parts of his game, but he's a three-star prospect. He was recently commit. He was recently um, offered by BYU, which is a pretty solid program um, out there. So, uh, DeAndre Barnes is, is one that I'll be keeping my eye on as well. And we already have a verbal commitment from uh, Sula Lafotu, the defensive um, defensive end, defensive tackle, just a defensive lineman in general, um, three-star out of a really good high school program in San, mm-hmm. in um, St. Um, John Bosco out in California. He was a former Washington Husky commit. So anytime that uh, you, you can get your hands on a guy that uh, Washington um, wanted for their defensive line. That's that's a good thing in my book. Uh, according to your colleague Greg Smith, uh, DeAndre Barnes will be making his decision tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Central Time, so Husker fans will have to just sit tight just a little bit throughout the uh, course of the day tomorrow to, to wait and hear uh, what DeAndre Barnes' decision. So we, we won't, won't be able to ask Matt Rule about DeAndre Barnes tomorrow afternoon, but um, hopefully the other three we, we or other four we will be able to. Steve, a couple more before we let you go. Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska joining us. Um, with I, I, let's let's go ahead and transition to Husker hoops here because Nebraska faces Illinois tonight, and, and Terrence Shannon Jr., who when he was in Lincoln, kind of hurt Nebraska, and this Illinois team came into PBA and and won by twenty. Uh, over over a Nebraska team that feature, I believe that was the game that Jawan Gary got hurt, so they still had Emmanuel Bandamel as well. I mean, where where does Nebraska basketball go from here? Look, I mean, it's I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. It's bad right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, you um, like when you're when you're playing a team like Illinois, who um, Illinois has been really good. I believe I think they're um, one, two, three, four, five, maybe like seven and one their last eight games or something like that. And, you know, Terrence Shannon, he's a future NBA player, in my opinion. It's just going to be really hard to keep up with these guys. I don't know if Nebraska has the firepower um, that and that, that will make them capable of keeping up with a team like Illinois, especially when Illinois is at home. Um, I mean, you're not going to put all your eggs in the Sam Hoiberg basket, even though I, I really enjoyed watching yeah, Sam Hoiberg go off the bench and score 15, 15 points hit hit all of his three-pointers and everything. So that was really fun to watch, but we just need more, right? Uh, Nebraska needs more from their starters who are um, need, need to kind of step up in the offensive category. Sam Grisell, I know it might not be his top um, his top skill set to score the, score the basketball, but I, he just needs to score more than eight points like he did. He mm-hmm. needs to take more than four shots. He needs to be more aggressive, in my opinion. And I know we've talked to uh, Fred Hoiberg after games about um, Grisell's um, I guess aggressiveness meter um, in his games, and, and maybe if he wants to ratchet it up. But Fred's been adamant about you know just just play his game, go go his speed, and I understand that to an extent. But at the end of the day, we need to, uh, they need to win games, right? I mean, they need to show some show some things out on the basketball court, and and it's hard. It is really really hard when two of your top players go down with season-ending injuries um, to make three total through season-ending injuries um, altogether. So. Look, I mean, it's hard, and, and they need—they just need to hunker down on defense, um, um, mess that game up, muddy it up, slow it down, make mm-hmm. it make it an awful watch for somebody on TV just to have a chance to to win this game, in my opinion. But Derek Walker, Sam Grisell, I just think that they need to be more aggressive, more selfish out there. Um, and then you got your Jamar 
Jamarcus Lawrence. Jamarcus Lawrence with yes. a great last name, Lawrence. Not <laughs> <laughs> um, he needs he needs to keep knocking down his three pointers and and just shoot free throws better as well. Everybody needs to shoot free throws better. So uh, mm-hmm. Casey Tomaga was held to was held to three points uh, against Maryland. Uh, that can't happen again. He needs he needs to you know do what he's on the court to do, which is to to be a threat from from outside and kind of stretch opposing defenses out. So everybody just needs to step up more. It's crazy, Steve, because we the way we talk about this team now is completely different than we did about a month and a half ago. I mean, it's, yeah. the way we talk about this team is like they have two wins on the year. But you look at their 10 and 12, which once again matches the total wins from last season in its entirety. So it's just kind of crazy how it's kind of a once, once you have two season-ending injuries to two of your starters, how quickly that script flips. Yeah, it's it's just like and that and it goes on to I know everybody's the big the big hot topic right now is Fred Hoiberg and his job security and it's such a interesting discussion because when Nebraska was at full strength, they weren't bad, right? I mean they mm-hmm. they went to Omaha, they beat Creighton, who Creighton is looking like they were supposed to look at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Uh, they almost knock off Purdue at home. They take the Boilermakers into into overtime and, and lose only by three points. They they beat Iowa right. They they uh, get a good win on the road um, at Minnesota. But so when they've had when they've been at full strength, Nebraska Fred Hoiberg's team has looked good. They've looked like they've really kind of turned the corner in the direction of the program. So when you when you sit back and you look at this team without those two pieces, it, it's almost like it's not fair that you want to judge uh, this team right now with how it's with how it's looking. At least that's where I'm at. I know it's. It's probably more, way more of a more detailed discussion when you're thinking about Fred Horbury and his job security. Um, but um, look, it's, it's it's just really tough, just really really tough. Um, the adversity that that Hoiberg has been has been dealt and and is trying to hurdle right now with this with this team. But um, yeah, I mean it'll be interesting to say the least how they um, kind of. Um, try to cobble together some some wins here during this final stretch of the season. All right, Steve. Hey, appreciate the time as always. We'll go ahead and let you go. Um, get some re- get some rest before signing day tomorrow, and we'll we'll talk to you next week. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. That is Steve Mark of Inside Nebraska. Appreciate his time as always. Let's get to break. When we come back, Austin and Strick join us for the crossover on the Happy Hour. Download our app by searching 93.7 The Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the happy hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.